Hello, I am Joel Ingram, and this is Crisis to Crushing It podcast. Let's dive into this week's talk, and I'll help to increase perspective, expand perception, and allow you to change your reality. Enjoy the show. So, welcome to today's show. My name is Joel Ingram, and this is Crisis to Crushing It. So, this is a solo episode. This is me sharing with you my my <laughs> emotional turmoil on Wednesday. Um, I suddenly found myself looking around um, at the environment and realizing this is so far from what I actually wanted it to be. Um, so my youngest was in a corner of the chair um, with his laptop on his lap, his headphones on, watching whatever he's watching on YouTube. Um, my other daughter had her headphones in, looking at her phone. Uh, sorry, my daughter had her headphones in. Um, my other son was looking at his phone. This is supposed to be a family day, so it sort of touched on my a day that I've tried to schedule. Uh, it's an afternoon, so from 12 o'clock on Wednesday, that's family day. Um, I make no commitments that day, so literally, you know, all that time is is geared towards family. So, so what hit me was, is my expectations reasonable? I think they are. Um, and then the next question that Amy was, am I trying to enforce something that other people don't want? So I, I want to try and create a, a situation where we've got this bond or closeness, which is not going to be created through a forced environment. It's something that's developed over years. Though for me, there needs to be that part that's integral to your calendar or your schedule or your life that lets your kids know that on these dates you're available without you know without without uh you're always available on these dates um so that they can even on the days that we're, where we're busy because my wife and i are building our businesses like the mondays and the tuesdays the thursdays they're they're pretty full-on days and we're still in the building phase, so it can get quite, not hectic, but certainly very busy. Um, and we still, we try and make ourselves available to the kids after a certain time and throughout the day, obviously. Though the Wednesday is is is, is our attempt at putting a stop gap in so that the kids know, actually, on this day, they sit and chill. And then we have like a film night or we go for a walk or whatever. So I started to assess everything. I started to question whether what I was putting in place was A, worth it, B, what they wanted, and C, fun. Because looking around, it didn't look like it was fun. Uh, and then proceeded uh, the emotion which rose up through me, which in the past would have been a giant rant uh, and raving. But it manifested... Uh, I got really, really upset, started crying um, because I was frustrated at not knowing whether what I was doing was right and for the best for the family. Like I'm trying to structure this day and put things in place for us. Though it didn't feel like everybody was buying into the deal. Uh, and on top of that, then my youngest, um, we're not sure if, if he's got any um, aspect of Asp- uh, Asperger's or autism. Um, but for me, it feels like, it feels like there's, there may be something. 
So I really, really struggle to engage with him. Um, and that was, that was the words that was coming out of my mouth. Not the oldest two too much because they're 15 and 14, but certainly the youngest one. Um, I felt I needed to, to be able to engage with him in a way that would be meaningful and fun for us both. Um, but he's very black and white. And if, 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 you, if you engage and he's got knowing, like he's got his mind set on something, that's it. He's, there's, there's, no, there's no leeway. There's no, there's no coaxing him. It's just, it is what it is. And it's either yes or no. Um, so that was, that was one aspect of it. And then from that then sort of morphed into bigger questions within, within the upsetness of um, us both pushing our business in this time of confine where we're trying to be more available or be there more. Uh, but, you know, is it, is it, are we doing the right thing by doing this? I suppose is, the, is what comes to mind. And what I found was the, the thing that, because one is, one is building, uh, we're both building separate entities. However, one of the entities I'm currently getting paid for. So that the paid for aspect has to be done. It's part of, if you want my job, uh, for lack of a better term. So that to me needs to take priority, but then what came out then was, as a man, and I don't even know where this came from. So if I'm, if I'm the one that protects, provides, and nurtures, this is, that's the three words I said to my wife. Now she tried to console me with cutching me. I didn't want to be cutched, <laughs> uh, and in the end, I just give in. But I didn't. I just wanted to be alone. Um, uh, yeah, so if I am the man that protects, provides, and nurtures, and my wife is building a business that could easily, and I mean, like, really easily replace the income that I previously had, then she becomes the provider. This is, this is my thinking then. I've since had different thoughts. So then, if she's the provider... That leaves me to be the protector and the nurturer. Now, with regards to the homeschooling aspect, and I've just had a discussion with her, and, and I told her from the off when the youngest was first going to be homeschooled, I want to be involved, but I don't want to be the key figure. It's not something I, I want to do, as in I don't want to be the, the constant teacher. Um, so I'm trying to understand this dynamic of the sort of teacher on hand, um, you know, imparting, you know, giving them different perspective, different tools, just all, all sorts of different stuff. But I don't want to be the, the, the permanent focal point for it, whereas my wife did. But if she's a provider, that then leaves uh, protect and nurture to me. Now, protection, I'm gonna, I am got a job with, but it's the nurturing. So and I, I'm still trying to understand the perspective that, and understanding also, it's a very black and white looking way of looking at it. If she's the provider, I am not. Therefore, I am not the provider. And I think it's probably something to do with the words I'm using. So, if I'm not the provider, then who am I? That was the next question. 
Now, this was a massive, massively deep question uh, because sometimes when we go into like, who am I? We tend to list what we do. So like, you know, I'm an aircraft engineer, I'm an NLP coach, uh, I'm a father, I'm a husband, blah, blah, blah. So this is my task for this week is understanding who am I, something I'm gonna dig into. What I have become clear on is my purpose, um, which is another component to this game called life. Um, so what will also become evident then from understanding who am I was knowing where I'd come from. And when we, me and my wife were talking, we discussed how we were very, very different people 16 years ago. Um, I was um, the main provider. I was, I'd say probably a little bit dominant, um, but, but we were a good fit because I wanted, I wanted a woman that needed me. Now this is gonna lead into all sorts of different things as we go down this path. But there was, if, if one, of my, one of my purposes is service to others. So I wanna serve others. So what's my, hang on, I've got it written down by you. Uh, to connect through love and serve with integrity. So that's basically my purpose wrapped up in a bundle. And I, 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 I gain fulfillment from helping others. Um, but what, on this journey that my wife and I have been on, what I've recognized is that there's different types of relationships too. And each evolution of previous girlfriends, I'd always ask for something different um, until I met my wife. And then I quickly realized that I got into this self-development, personal development was if I keep growing, she's either gonna be left behind or we're gonna grow apart. So I asked her, so I've encouraged her to join me on the journey, which she did. What happens then is you've got two people that are growing and shifting and changing as time goes on. Um, so what became evident then was there's different types of uh, relationships. I'll just share something. I'm gonna, so there is, and let's have a look. There's an article I read by Bruno Boxic, and it's called Get Into One Plus One Equals Three, The Three Types of Relationships in Your Life. And he goes on to say, oh, there's the, the first relationship is called one plus zero equals zero, which is the dependent relationship, which is what my wife and I had. And this is where each side is dependent on the other. So I was dependent on my wife to be, um, What's the word? I don't want to say. She wasn't fragile, but she needed, I, I, I wanted someone to provide for, so I needed someone that wanted to be provided for. So she was the perfect person for me and what I wanted then. Um, but the problem then is, if, if you're, you're constantly, you think you're searching for your better half, it's like you're, you're not fully whole. So you're searching for that missing piece. Like the, 
the film, you know, you you fill you fulfill me or something like that. And that's not true. I I used to believe it. A hopeless romantic, however, is categorically not true. It, it, all the pieces you need are fully within you. It's just whether you choose to see them, um, or go and or di- discover them because because they are in you. They you know, they're not missing. They're just unfound. Um. So, this type of relationship is where we were, and then both sort of play the game of being the two different parties. One, one's the provider. Um, one's provided for, which basically means one's always got to be provided for, and one's always got to provide. Um, I'd imagine, I'd imagine, not always, some people can go through all, all their life like that, and that's probably fine for some people. However, it never leaves the, 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 the both parties fully fulfilled with their relationship because it's something that's, they, they're not whole, they're not a, a, a full whole themselves they need the other person to be fulfilled and so this is like a lose-lose so neither party really grows and their own life is dependent on their partner Um, so that's where we were the independent relationship which is one plus one equals two this is the type of relationship where one side has complete independence of the other side Um, their life is their first priority Um, it can be very self-centered um, you know, it's very self-reliant um, and even question whether they actually need to be with anybody else because they are convinced that, you know, they're perfectly fine as they are and they don't really need anybody else to be with. And that's fine too, each their own. And then there's a third type of relationship called a synergistic relationship, which is one plus one equals three. This is where two component parts of the equation come together and create a number greater than itself. So, um, this is where I feel my wife and I currently are. So she is growing, I am growing. Both of us growing together for it exceeds what we could individually output ourselves. Um, it's an interesting concept. Um, and I've never seen it framed like this before. I just wanted to share it with you. So it speaks to the power of the relationship. Uh, like I like, as I just said, the two partners combined to create something more. Um, it's when you fully accept yourself and realize, you know, your, your true happiness comes from within you. And then you can build a mutually beneficial and synergistic relationship, which means that the output of that relationship is far greater than its component parts. So that's where we were and that's where we are. Um, but back to the other question is, you know, who am I? This is something I'm going to play with this week. But what I've sort of come to the conclusion is we need to understand quite clearly to understand who we are is to uh, understand what do we want what do we feel and what do we value it's a pretty deep question so this is something i'm going to ponder this week i'm going to pause there um and get back to you on this one uh because very often in life, like where I currently am now, this has been challenged. My very structure of my reality has been challenged, as in, you know, if I'm not the provider, who am I? And understanding also, it's very black and white thinking. 
because if I if I what if I provided and my wife provided and we were both providers, that's not really that's not taken into consideration in the words that I'm using by saying, when, you know, if I was the provider now she's the provider. So it's funny how the way we frame our issues and our problems can be very determined by the words and the way that we frame it. So there's also something else that come up for me this week. We want to do another exercise. Um, so I was doing a defining worst things that could happen to some goal setting I was doing. And what came up for me was one of the worst things that could happen is the worth of the creation is not perceived and nobody takes up the offer. So one of the next aspects of it is fix it. If the worst actually happens, how could you repair its outcome? So what I've said is, is what I've done there, I've, is, I've intrinsically linked my worth to something I'm creating. So if I had to fix it, what I could do is delink or uncouple my worth from the product. Now this was like revelation to me because I didn't even realize I was doing it. Like I was, this was going on in my head and I was completely unaware. So talk about having blind spots and not knowing them. That one was glaring. So my offer uh, is, is not linked. So this is what I've said. My offer is not linked to my personal worth. If it doesn't work, uh, I have found one way that doesn't work. And then I reassess, pivot, uh, and assess the suitability of the offer. So, I mean, this, is, this goes back to maybe, um, you know, the introduction of the light bulb uh, and the number of times that he had to try and get it right before he got it wrong. I think it was something like a thousand times. And each time was, you know, it's, you've, you've tried this a thousand times and somebody said, well, okay, no, I've just found 999 times, uh, 999 ways not to do it. And each one leads to a slight shift or a slight pivot. So, yeah. Like I said, I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave you with these thoughts. So what do we want? What do we feel? And what do we value? Um, shoot me an email. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. And uh, or look me up on Facebook or LinkedIn. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Have a good day. So thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. My name is Joel Ingram, and I am a certified NLP coach. I help passionate, resourceful, and professional people who feel stuck and unfulfilled with aspects of life to rewrite their narrative and chronicle a new, engaging, and captivating future. Please subscribe if you found benefit.